Young, young ladies and old ladies. And what is it called again? Beautiful girlhood. Is it Mabel? Mabel. Mabel. Oh man, Mabel. Something. Hunt. I, I can't. It's kind of. It's an older book. I mean, they've reprinted it, but. Yeah, we should. That's good. When they started it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have one that. I was going to bring that next time for humor. I think one's from the little girls. Yeah. I had that one starred from another meeting when you said that, and so now it's double starred. I really want to bring that. Really, a lot of Andrew Murray books are quite excellent. I have a pile of books that I brought, and I've completely abandoned all of them. So I have a new list um, that I created well in the course of this. This is a difficult. This is a difficult topic because your children aren't just going to read five books. And so it's hard to say, oh, these are the five that, you know, if my children are totally literate and don't read anything else, these are the five that I have. So it was a, a little difficult. But I had thought of three, three standalones as soon as the topic was mentioned. And then I, I struggled to think of two more that kind of lived up to those. So I had gone with five series, but then in the course of other books being mentioned, I thought, oh, I just thought of that. So I thought of the other ones. So the first one, my first and foremost, and this one I struggled with because I have not met anyone else who loves this book like I do. This is my favorite book and it it will be my favorite book 
the day I die. Like, this is, it's just, this is my book. That's a bold statement. <laughs> it's a bold statement, but it's just, I don't know. This book is so special. This is The Little Prince. Yeah, like by yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, by Um and I feel like I read this book at just the right time and this is the book that helped me understand Christianity and it helped me understand the gospels. Even though it's not well, there's debate. I don't think Ant Antoine was a Christian. I don't think he was, but it it's so mind-blowingly filled with truth and wisdom and beauty and light. So, The Little Prince, I will be reading to my children. They can cry about it. I don't care. They're being, it's going to <laughs> It will them. be your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the second one, this was an easy one. This is the one that every birthday of all of my friends, they get this book. All of my cousins have received this book from Aaron and myself. This is Do Hard Things by Alex and Brett Harris. Oh, yeah. This is probably the most <coughs> practical of the books on my list. It's not fiction, it's not. It's very much aimed at teenagers, and I think every teenager should read Do Hard Things because it's so impactful. Um, the third one that I th was so easy for me to think of was Enemy Brothers by Constance oh, Savory. This was a uh, Enemy Brothers. This is a World War II, and it is so amazing, and one of the characters, not not the main character, but is one of the characters is the most Christ-like figure in any book I've read to this day. I, I would probably agree with that. Part. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think I would. Say and one of my sons will be named Emery. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening? Who's, who's the author? Um, Constance Savory. Exactly like Christ, it, he has faults, but they don't. He does. Faults. Well, Emily. but he is such a beautiful embodiment of a Christian, of someone being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lorraine, is it enemy or Emory? Enemy. Enemy. Okay. Enemy brothers. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm um, So the fourth one that I thought of while sitting here, and I thought of it because she mentioned Jane Eyre as being the her your perfect picture of love. To me, the book. When I think of a book that sums up love, I think of The Hunchback of Notre Dame mm -hmm. by Victor Hugo. I know that Le Miserable is very popular. Yeah. I think it's way too thick, and he rambles and he rambles and he rambles. He rambles in Hunchback of Notre Dame, but it's less so, and it's more skippable because it's pretty much <laughs> a chapter <laughs> entitled like The Streets of Paris or something, and then you know that there's no plot line going on, it's just describing Paris. <laughs> um, but I think that that book sums up pretty much <laughs> every form of love. Um, in, in Greek, in ancient Greek, they had seven different words for different kinds of love, and I think that it does an amazing job of giving a character or a plot line to portray each of them. Whether that was intentional or not, I'm not sure. I will warn you, it's a very sad book. If you're looking for a happy ending, it's not a place to go. Um, but I'm a huge fan of sad endings, so it's right in my alley. Um, the fifth one that I thought, and this is mostly to honor my beloved sister who cannot be here tonight. When I told her the topic, she goes, oh, the Odyssey. The Odyssey is a tough one. So I'm gonna put the Odyssey and the Iliad together because I did I, I probably lean more toward the Iliad. I see 
the Virtue and the Odyssey, and I see how that one is probably the better one to give to an anybody as a recommendation, but I'm very fond of the Iliad, so I'll put them together. Do you have a uh, <coughs> favorite translation? I do not, because I was simply handed down from my sister. Ian McKellen does an audiobook version on Audible, if you're interested, and it's really good. Yes. I mean, Ian McKellen, so. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I figure that whatever version we had, because she read it for the first time in Anna, the younger Anna Berry's books, classic book class, and so I don't know if there was a particular translation. <coughs> um, and then I had to, I had to put in one more because of what Mrs. Smith said about chlorophyll having to be not having to be green. Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton. I don't know if I would give it to my children. I don't know if I would torture them. It's it's a hard book to get. It's short. It's very short, but it's hard to get through. But he does in in one part of it, and this is a a, a bit that kind of lives in my head rent free. As he talks about why we need fairy tales to remind us the wonder of the world that we live in. <coughs> I'm sorry, I've got a dry throat. Um, and how to remember for a moment. Sorry. That, um... <coughs> wow, I'm totally losing it here. Um, okay, you go on and... I probably need to drink some water. Do you need more water than what you have? No, I need a cough drop. <laughs> oh, a cough drop. Do we have a cough drop? Mm -hmm. I have a peppermint. I have some Tic Tacs. I think, like I think it'll be okay. <laughs> I've talked for too long. <laughs> anyway, to sum up, he says that in order to, if we remember that, that rivers run with water, we can know for, or if, or if we are told for one moment that rivers could run with wine, then we are reminded for one wild moment how, how wild it is that they run with water. Mm. And it goes on from there. Mm. So I, that's such a good book, but I will let you go now so I can not die. <laughs> um, I have to agree with, who was it that said The Hiding Place by Cory Ten Boom? It was Zoe, yes. That was top of my list, was The Hiding Place. And then Les Mis was on my list, second. And Pride and Prejudice, third. Um, but in thinking about like the authors that I just absolutely love, I think George MacDonald, Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, Shakespeare. And then I'd have to put my grandmother. She wrote, um, well, it was her life. She journaled every day since she was six. And so my aunt made, from her journals, um, Gracie Chronicles, her name was Grace. So it's a three um, Sarasota series, three books on my grandma Grace's life. She was on the mission field in South America, born in Nicaragua, grew up in Guatemala during guerrilla war warfare. And her mom died um, when she was eight and she had four siblings that she had to raise while her father was a missionary in Guatemala and Nicaragua, and it's just chronicling her life on the mission field. And um, are they so, available, like places? Well, I could give you a copy of the three. It's just they're they're three very short books, but it just gives her. It's an it's a biography of a missionary daughter. So, it's 
one that I would want my. So I um, I actually recorded it and put it on a podcast so people could listen to it better than trying to find a, a paper copy. So can I ask a question? Is it is it her journals published? It's her journals. It it's her from her journals. from her story from her journals that one of her daughters went through and read all of her journals and then made the books. Mm -hmm. Labor of love. Mm -hmm. But most of it is just missionary miracles. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this one story of her with a, um, in the camp, and the gorillas said, we're going to kill you tonight. You've got to leave. And they just prayed and went to bed. <coughs> and um, the next week, one of the men said, one of the gorillas came back and said, who was, how did you get tanks and marines around your compound? Mm -hmm. And they didn't have tanks and marines. It must have been angels from the Lord, mm -hmm. from his army. Mm -hmm. But those kind of stories, you know, that just hit a life of prayer and belief in the Lord protecting them. So. Was it your mother? My mother's mother, my maternal grandmother. So is your mother the daughter who put it together? No. Her, um, there were five girls, and the middle girl put it together. Well, I didn't come prepared to share because I didn't know anything about this, and I just kind of walked into that's it. My <laughs> but that, but that's I'm here, and I'm blessed beyond belief. But I do want to say something. Uh, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't have all this wonderful heritage. I didn't have all this good teaching. I didn't have anyone tell me to read good books. I had no direction, zilch, nada, nothing. But the thing that I have discovered, and it's I'm getting ready to turn 73, and the thing that I have discovered that I neglected for so many years, I was working, teaching a Christian, but you know, and a committed work teaching in Christian schools, but not taking the time to read the Bible, to read just God's word. I love to read all these other kinds of books y'all read. I've read so many of these books that you've talked about and read by these good godly men who've written commentaries on what the Bible or, or you know, like one right now I'm studying with Max Licato and it's the grip of grace and it was it had a profound influence on me back in 1996. You know, I'll just tell you, it did. But I have learned by reading the Bible, God's word written through his Holy Spirit, just reading it every year all the way through. I don't have any schedule. I only have the leading of the Spirit. I read Old Testament, New Testament. I read it with commentaries by different godly men, many of whom I could just name and you would know, and every year I do something different. I buy a new Bible, and, and I've been having to get it a little larger type the last few years. And, I, I mean, it's changed my life, completely changed my life. And so, young people, I want to say to you, I appreciate all the books that you're reading, but you personally need to sit down by yourself with God's Word and read it straight through. Not nitpicking. You know how, not, that's not the word issue. Not just picking areas to read. Read God's story. Read it in the, in the order that it happened. Read the Old Testament, and you just over and over, and you see God's sovereignty, and you get to trust him more and more because God's word is so, you know, there's so many people don't really believe that God is a sovereign God. You cannot read the Bible and not believe that. You read it, and God is faithful. Everything we know about God is in there, but you've got to read it. You've got to open it up and read it yourself. And don't pick out pieces. Oh, I'll open up the Psalms today and read five little Psalms and oh, I'm blessed. Or let's read the book of Galatians because we all love Galatians. Start at the beginning and read 
and you know, like I said, I do read now Old and New Testament, but read it through, and it, it's life-changing. Without godly men and women who have written wonderful commentaries and wonderful books that can change our life, and I've written down some wonderful ideas that you've given, I'm just going to pour my heart out to you and tell you God's words, what's going to change you, what you're going to grow the most for, and what, what you need to teach your children. Amen. <laughs> I'm just a little passionate about this. Yeah. My, my father-in-law said that it helped me, um, and I was reminded actually today about it, um, that, you know, when you watch a movie, you don't start in the middle of the movie. You don't, you know, if you listen to a song on the radio, you don't, I mean, if, if That's you're, right. a favorite yeah. song that you're singing, you don't start at the end of the song or at the beginning and just go a few you know, here and then you jump to the, you know, at the end of the song, you go all the way through. Mm -hmm. And then once you start that, that song is in your mind. So he said, even just setting the, you know, just go 20 minutes. And even if you kind of start to glaze over in parts, don't go back, but just keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so just 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. anyway, we were discussing this. Too. Yes, we're good. As mm -hmm. we're like, Thank you. I don't know how to go after that. Oh, <laughs> I need to say. Um, so I made, I'm the youngest mom here in the room. So I have the youngest children. So I picked, so in, I grew up in Germany. So there's a lot of different books I read for most people, what you all read here. I did read the Bible and I read it in mm -hmm. German. But, and I, I fully agree. Um, so I picked my selection narrowed down to my favorite German children books that got translated into English, because otherwise it wouldn't really help you. <laughs> and so I'm going to start, the, I don't really have a, so like, the best and the worst, but I'm going to start with the youngest. So for the really little ones, and this is, this is, I think, an American author. Y'all know, so, but the reason I'm bringing this up as a German book, it's Frederick from Leoni. Because in Germany, every single child knows this book because we have the Frederick days, which are days to encourage children to read. And libraries would have night sleepovers where you could bring your sleeping bag and read through the whole night. And it's just in every school, we don't have homeschooling in Germany, it's illegal, so yeah. in every school this mm -hmm. is read. And it's basically a book, who doesn't know it? Is there, okay. So, oh, it's, it's a children's book that is about Frederick and him and his little mice family collects seeds and food, but he doesn't because he collects the more valuable things. He collects the colors and he collects the sunbeams and he collects the words. And so and the, when the winter comes and all the food is out, Frederick's collection becomes what feeds them. And said it's it's a it's a really neat book and I've read it thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> so I can certainly recommend it to the very little ones. So my littlest is, so I, I, my oldest is seven. This is the kind of books that you'll get tonight. <coughs> so the next one is an author called Janosch. He's a very famous German author. Everybody knows the tiger deck. And he wrote about, most of his books are about the little bear and the little tiger. And um, this book won several awards. It's one of the most famous German books. Janosch is actually a pseudonym and nobody knows who Janosch is. But this book got translated, and it's called The Trip to Panama. And the little bear and the little tiger are, so I'm giving just a short plot so you know what it's about. Um, 
are finding a box in front of their house. They have this little house and it's always the same. The tiger goes uh, mushroom picking and the little bear goes fishing and then they eat together at night and make their food. And so um, they find a box that says Panama and smells of bananas. So they think Panama is the best thing in the world. So they make a sign out of that box that shows to Panama. And they start on this long journey and ask people on the way and they always say go to the right. And now go to the left, go to the left, go to the left. But if you always go to the left, uh -huh. you arrive back home. <laughs> and so it's this whole story was a, and then they come home, but the home has changed, so they never actually recognize that they're back home. So it's, it's just this full of questions. As a child, you just take the story, but as an adult, you can think beyond it. So uh, this is my second book. And then another author that we've talked briefly earlier. So Astrid Lindgren is a Swedish author, but all German children know all of her books. She wrote <coughs> just to write beautiful children's stories. So I'm not actually introducing you the most eloquent <laughs> teaching stories. These are just beautiful, beautiful children's stories. And as a boy mom, in German they're called Emil. His, this boy is called Emil. Um, it, no, in German he's called Michel, but in English he's called Emil. And this is a little boy who grew up on a farm, and it's called Emil. So this is a different title, because in German they translated the name. Emil is the boy's name. So his, her, her name is Astrid Lindgren, and you there's several books she wrote. Mm -hmm. And it's a little boy who is incredibly smart, and what's difficult is he's smarter than his dad. So he has all of these great ideas, but his dad doesn't get it, so he constantly gets into mischief. And it's just, it's just fun children's books, but she wrote so many of the children of Noisy Village and all sorts of other books. So this is my third, and then uh, there's another author, and his name is Erich Kestner, and it's Eric Kestner, <coughs> and he, do I you know him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it? The Flying What's Classroom, is it? Oh, yeah. But he also had wrote Amy and the Detectives. Oh, yeah. And he wrote the original Parent Trap. Oh, really? He wrote the original Parent Trap. Oh. And he oh. is just, this is a boy book. This is two, this is two schools, boy schools. One is a boarding school, one is another boys' school. And these boys just get in a fight. And it's defending honor, but it's also growing in courage. And each one of the boys of this group of boys and their relationship to their teacher just takes a great development and character. So it's called The Flying Classroom. But again, I can just recommend a lot of books of this author and several of him have been translated. And then my last book I don't have here, it's called Momo. And I don't know if you all know that, but it's from Michael Ende or Michael Ende end means end and he wrote the never-ending story mm -hmm. which I actually didn't read that really but Momo is a book which is also it was written in a time where parents worked all the time even in Germany and I hear parents work ten times more and we're just gone and it's a symbolism story of this girl Momo who is kind of this strange character who gets all of these children together in Italy whose parents work all the time. And the reason that those parents work all the time are the gray men who make the parents work because they have to steal the parents' time in order to smoke cigars, which is what keeps them alive. So it's just a symbolism of 
stealing time from people to not spend with their children. Mm-hmm. And then Momo has to turn back to time and find a man called Master Hora. And the only thing that can bring her there is a um, turtle called Cassiopeia. And she has to walk backwards. So it's all this, it's a very interesting, mysterious story about time, stealing time, buying time, and the value of time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the story. There's a movie even in English about it. So that's my five books. Erich Kästner. Here you can look at it. Do you know what the movie's called? Yeah, what's the movie? It's yeah. probably I don't know if they no have one. this movie, but I know they have Emil and the Detectives. But yeah. it's probably also the Flying Classroom. There is a never-ending. Um, yeah, the never-ending the never ending yeah, story, that, but that's yeah. much more famous. So I'm yeah, not it doesn't sh- follow quite as much as you said after you told the story. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is not the never-ending story. This is Momo. Okay. So this I was, a different one. This is okay. a different book. It's called Momo, which is that girl's name. Oh, is it pronounced? M O M O. I'm almost certain somebody's shared that book here before, and I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was before. I've never been here. Oh, well, I know I've heard that story somewhere before. Then. Momo. I, I don't know if it was here. Yeah. yeah. I'm Maybe it, maybe it was somewhere else, but I recognize. This is yours. Did you ever? No, I don't think so. Okay, because somebody shared that story. And I yeah. can't remember. Maybe we talked about it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll continue your children's theme because one of my books is my favorite oh. children's book. That's one of my favorite. The Little House. And I just like this book, and it's not anything more special than your other books, but it's just about how the simple things in life and mm-hmm. living out in the country is just mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's see. Then I have Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. This is actually my freshman year in high school copy. And, um, but I, I think that this book is important because it teaches you how you can get, um, yeah, it has my maiden name on. <laughs> um, and it teaches you how you can get caught up in the sort of cult phenomenon and, and um, you know, basically um, bully someone and have a, have a victim that you, mm-hmm. you know, can be the scapegoat for things. Um, that's mm-hmm. you know, a little character piggy. So I just think that um, it's like kind of taking a look at the darker side of our humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then I kind of have a little, it's like a uh, theme thing here, so it's not exactly these books, but it, the, it's meant to be the sort of the idea of, um, of like there being this model idea of humanity and like America being one of them or the church being another and then our human weakness that kind of um, contrasts with that and so I think it's important to see um, and then and, and tying into that um, like with the theme of like America having this idea of democracy and just built on personal independence and freedom we have been both amazing heroes like we are um, to, for the reason I picked these two books. Well, this isn't actually Anne Frank. It's, I don't know where the copy is, so I grabbed this random Anne Frank book I got when I visited her home. Um, and then and then um, Eli Wiesel's um, Night. Well, so this is his trilogy, but Night's the famous one. But so these being two books about the Holocaust, you know, where there's just these, this awful dictator and all these horrible things are happening, and America comes in sort of as a little bit of a hero. And I mean, there's so many deeper themes in these books, but like what I was trying to focus on was that as, as the idea of our country is 
alive and strong here. But then I picked this book to contrast it, and I was th toying between this and a mm. book called My Brother Sam is Dead, which I read in, mm. um, in middle school, I think. But this is The Education of Little Tree. And this oh. book is about basically American colonists coming in and pushing the Native Americans out on the Trail of Tears. Mm. And so you learn, you, you befriend this, mm. little, this, little, this little family and their um, struggles. Um, you know, being forced out of their homeland. And I think that it's not that, I mean, these books are amazing, but it's more like the idea that these books represent both our, our strengths and our weaknesses as humans and Americans. Um, what, what was that book called? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, this one is The Education of Little Tree. And so um, it's really good. I mean, I think it's kind of like an eighth grade, ninth grade book that you'd read in school. Um, and then, of course, I have. Who's the author of that? Forrest Carter, yeah. Um, but then, and then, I mean, contrasting that, and then I, I mean, another book. My brother Sam is dead. I don't know if you ever read that book. It's like a middle schooly book, but it's about um, the Revolutionary War and like the perils of war and how it was a noble cause, but the sacrifices. Yeah. Anyhow, so th that's the idea there. So, and then I had um, a couple books I couldn't find in time, but um, oh, and then a. a a, like some sort of spiritual retreat book because obviously like the Bible was on the list of, you know so then I thought about a book that really kind of helped me become much deeper in my spiritual and prayer life and for me personally it is this book called The Consecration of Mary by Saint Louis de Montfort and he's a French saint and he, the theme of the books beyond just sort of growing to know Jesus better is Jesus came to us through Mary so it would make sense for us to come know Jesus better through Mary. And so it's just a sort of a spiritual exercises book um, on sort of the, the mysteries of who Mary is through um, Jesus' life. But, and then another book I thought of, which I have never actually personally made it through, it's, um, it seems like a book like Lucas would be amazing at, but um, <laughs> is The Spiritual Letters of St. Ignatius. And so, and if you read those books, you can actually attend real um, retreats where they sort of go through that book and the exercises that St. Ignatius wrote to sort of um, help you in your spiritual life on a daily basis. Who's the author of the Consecration of Mary? Uh, St. Louis de Montfort. And um, there, it's, it's actually not a very long book, but you can get compilations that actually include like mere Christianity and some other things. Um, to sort of have this complete sort of spiritual novel, not novel, spiritual collection book. But there's other books, and I'm blanking on his name, but he's written um, books that are, like, I don't know, kind of like the dummy version, like those ye like yellow books, you know, <laughs> of this, the Consecration of Mary by Satan. And it's, um, it's, it's like a 30-day, they're meant to be 30-day consecrations to Jesus, consecrations to Mary, consecrations to St. Joseph, who, of course, is, like, to me, one of the most amazing people in the Bible, because he never says a single word but in the Bible, but he's this model of humanity. Um, but um, anyhow, all <coughs> So just a little heads up about the education of Little Tree. Okay. So that it won't, so everyone should know beforehand, because I super enjoyed the book, but then it got a little bit ruined for me because it was originally written, published, and marketed as autobiographical by the author, this was my growing up, and then come to find out 
he was be. exposed like it was not his life at all. So about that, just read it as pure fiction. fiction. Yeah, I, I read it as that. very yeah. good. Yeah, just and then you won't go through the disillusionment process. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, you got so attached to the character and then you're like, what? It's like finding out your favorite singer is like some yes, awful yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and it was just I was like trying racking my brain trying to think of books where and I'm sure there's lots of them, you know, where America hasn't had its greatest moment. I, mean, I remember was, I remember really enjoying it. She takes a deep breath. <laughs> I interpreted it loosely because I was thinking about the topic and realized I've already gotten to share so many things and I just we've had so many great books on the shelf. We're so grateful and so thankful and Every Thursday night, we get together with the Kennedys and the Cotmans and whoever wants to be there, and they read heavy books that John mm -hmm. picks out. And we've read so many books aloud, and I still have shelves of books I want to read aloud, but I trust that everyone will get what they need. So I sort of interpreted the topic a little bit loosely, so don't, don't take this list and say, okay, that's what Mrs. White chose. Just, <laughs> these were just sort of, um, anyway, what came to mind. But, I'll start with a history book, and if you are my child, <laughs> you will get a disproportionate amount of the Middle Ages. <laughs> so this is the story of the Middle Ages, and you see it's falling apart. But we just, my mother laughs every year. She says, well, what are you studying? And say, the Middle Ages. <laughs> she finally asked, do you study anything else? <laughs> I even found a history of science for um, science. We don't even have to do real science. It's the history of science. <laughs> right now we're in the Middle Ages. <laughs> it's a long age. It's <laughs> so, it's such an amazing age. I won't go into that. Maybe that was for another night. But then I just, I really like for everyone to get a big dose of poetry. So you read poetry. And then um, I would like to give each of the girls when they marry it. Uh, the Sue Gregg cookbooks, mm. and I'd like to give uh, my daughters-in-law them as well. And they're just great, even just to read. Mm. And I've even found John reading them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it must be well read. It's okay. Sue Gregg. She's so cute. She's got. She's from. She, it's sort of like really healthy with this dose of California. <laughs> and I, I just. There's so much information in here, and I've. I've still got so much to learn from her. So. I really, I've, uh, most of her books I'm on a second copy because I wore to pieces the first set. Isn't she from North, from Atlanta or North Georgia or something? She mm -hmm. might be. I, I'm not really sure of her story. Mm -hmm. It's got a Georgia theme going on, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, this is special to me. The children and I loved mm -hmm. sort of the kind of books like the I Spy books, uh, where you find things. This is one from my childhood. Yeah. And on every page, there's a little, they're looking for this monkey. And on every page, there's a running man and a, a little girl that's getting into mischief. And 
Anyway, it's it's those kind of I spy. You see, we, like we had to, <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. Modesty is yeah. really important, and so you see, someone has gone in and fixed <laughs> oh. the modest spy. That's what yes. I call it. Yeah. I'm modest close enough spy. to see. That I this used to is do like, that with the old white children. You know, the um, a dark skirt that's ancient <laughs> civilizations <laughs> who didn't wear clothes. So I was like, like everyone on my children. Fix that. So there's that, and then lastly. Because it's so important and wonderful. I love that book. I love that book. It just resonates. Yes. You can make your things and then go to the market and sell them that you made all winter and, and then last you sell the cart. No health department to say you can sell that. And there's no clutter. Wonderful. Yes. So I'm going to end with that. That's in our fall book. Oh, that's our, every fall. It's, it's in a fall book? Yeah. I mean, it's like all seasons of the year. Yeah. There's something about like the fall. It's very fall. Yeah, yeah.